You are now tuned into the Boxing Bros. I'm Caden, and the first thing I want to do is say happy birthday to Ned the TBE. And for all you Nedites out there who say you love Ned, this is your chance to show him the love in the comment section. I'm here with my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's the People's Champ, the Commissioner, Trill Dollar Bill. What's going on? And this is still New Year, New G. Happy born day to my son, G-Son, a.k.a. TBE. Let's get it. TBE, baby. And what up, bro? You know how it goes. It's the TBE. How y'all doing? Thank you. Thank you. Baby, man. You forgot the baby, man. Baby. It's the TBE, baby. Thank you, y'all. Thank you for that. All right. For that. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead TV. No, nah, no, nah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros are comments Anthony Joshua made uh, in an interview. Now, this interview is courtesy of Stuff TV. And in the interview with Stuff TV, Anthony Joshua said, one thing people know about me is that I bounce back and I don't take losses. I fight the best consistently. That's always been a part of my DNA. I've come up short twice. But the majority of times I have overcome many obstacles. Next fight, I'm going to beat him and I'm going to take those belts from him. Um, and I'm going to reign again to become three time heavyweight champion of the world, whether people like it or not. That's what Anthony Joshua had to say about his fight with Alexander Usyk. We have the commission Trill Dollar Bill in attendance. What is your reaction to that? I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm hearing. That's what that's what I like to hear. You know, um, AJ, the confidence is still there. He believes that he can. Um, I like to quote uh, Wilder. You got to believe it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and you can receive it. You know, speak it, believe it, receive it. You know, so um, I think that's what AJ is doing. I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at that at all. You know, and and he can do it. And he can do it. You know, you just got to uh, put the work in, believe in yourself and put his best foot forward. And, you know, and we don't know. This is boxing. You know, it can happen. It can happen. But he got a, a tough task in front of him. He got a tough task in front of him. And from what he's saying, he's he's up for it. He's up for the challenge. So. I'm right, here, here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Bill. Oh, no. I said, here, here. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, G. Yeah. Well, Trill said he likes what he's hearing. I like what I'm reading, but I felt like Caden read it in a tone where I was like, all right. But I'm like, I got to hear. <laughs> Don't try AJ be too, like, polite. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I, I just need to, I need to know the tone. The tone will tell me if he's serious or not. So, but I do like what we read. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, sometimes with AJ, I can't call it, man. So, but. What's quoted seems cool. I just need to know what kind of energy he brings. It's kind of like when Joseph Parker talks trash. You're like, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? It's just too proper. So with AJ, he can pull that off with, you know, he's kind of, he funny style, man. These dudes are gentlemen for real. So I don't know. I need to hear the killer AJ. It sounds like you quoted the killer AJ, but again, with AJ, man, he's he's funny style like that, man. He he says He says what they tell him to say. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you, 
<laughs> Yo, G, that's hilarious, bro. But I'm, <laughs> I'm walking with you on that. Because the way you yeah, read that, bro, the way you can read that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Caleb was like, yeah, you talk to I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? That's but I know like, that's like that. Like. <laughs> I see New Year, same G. New mm-hmm. Year, same G. Nah, man. Mm. That was hilarious. I was dying. You know, when he said, I don't know if it's <laughs> how Caden said it. <laughs> how Caden said it sounded hard. If AJ said it, I'm like, mm. That's, that was my interpretation of it. That's why they say, like, when you read text, you never really know. Because you be reading it like it's gangster. And it's like, bro, I was just like joking. <laughs> you know what I'm all right, TV. Nah, nah, nah. My co-host, watch your mouths, yo. AJ, you know AJ's a gentleman, but he keeps that. He keep. He has that confidence in himself. And after Ruiz, um, what? And he was saying, uh, he didn't say much, but he was like, you know, he was focused. He's in the gym. He was doing his thing. I feel AJ when he watches the tapes and he sees, oh man, I did have I have a lapse in my uh my on my mind or whatever or my fighting skills that caused me to lose. When he watches the tape, he comes back and he realizes his mistakes and he improves on them. So I feel like AJ's just confident in his abilities that this time in in this in the second fight with Um Usyk, he's gonna come back and do his thing. And he doesn't need to sound like a killer. Just gotta let you know, yo, it is what it is, yo. And you know, I got you. He's a gangster and a gentleman. Yeah, right. he move. He moves like. Yeah, you know what? He's he's old school. He's old school with it, yo. He's like he's silent. He's he moving silent. He moves in silence, yo. <laughs> he moves like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but now AJ, if, if 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 um, it sounds good, y'all. I just wanna, I just wanna see some footage of you training. If not, I just can't wait to uh, to this fight. There's a lot of building a lot of anticipation for the second fight. And I really <laughs> want to see what you bring. Wish he wants to see them lats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. You know? <laughs> Yo, this dude is crazy. Yo, uh, you know, I think it is important to have confidence in, you know, the trope quoted Deontay Wilder, speak it, believe it, receive it. I actually think the important part is to believe it, receive it. You know, speak it if you need to speak it in order for you to believe it. Um. The the funny thing about that statement, though, is I think it relates to imposter syndrome when you question whether or not you belong and like the speaking it part is telling yourself that you do and the speak it till you believe it. And then when you believe you can do it, you go out there and, you know, whatever happens is what happens. But we're going to find out if he believes it when the fight actually happens. It's one thing to be speaking in interviews. It's another thing to be talking. But as I stated before, to me, the question is going to be when AJ goes in there with a plan and things don't go according to plan, are you going to quit? Are you going to give up? Are you going to keep fighting? Um, I think that is what's going to tell me whether or not he believes it. Believing it comes in many forms. Like, as delusional as people think Deontay Wilder is, and that includes me, my history on this show will show that. He believed in his right hand. You know how I know? He stayed up taking a beating until he couldn't take it anymore trying to land it. That's how I know he believes in his right hand. 
Now, AJ says he believes all these things, but when he got dropped by Andy Ruiz, he was still up, he was still conscious, he was still aware, and he was just looking at the judge and smiling. And I'm thinking to myself, as long as you can do that, I would love to see you run to the center of the ring and try to take back control of the fight, right? Um, I'm not knocking AJ for it, so I don't want people to make it seem like I'm coming off as an AJ hater because, like, you have extreme fans of fighters who act like you can't critique or even give criticisms of fighters that you actually like. And I actually enjoy watching AJ and I root for AJ. But there are times when I watch AJ and I just see it looks like he's not sure of himself. The way he fought Usyk, it looked like he wasn't sure of his chin. It looked like he wasn't sure of himself. And G brought this up against um, Pulev, but I really didn't see it against Pulev. But maybe G just saw it before I did. But he said, he looked timid. He looked like he could have guillotined Pulev earlier or whatever. And I was like, whatever, G, he whooped him. But, you know, it didn't show in that fight as much. But against Usyk, it did. So I hope, you know, he does believe it. It's going to make for a great fight. Even if he believes it, he may not win. But at least he'll go in there with the right mindset. Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming service. Happy birthday to the TBE. We're the Boxing Bros and we're just getting started. TBE, who you want? Um, AJ or Clarissa? <laughs> just said, it is what it is. Give <laughs> me one of them, yo. <laughs> and watch it grown ass men in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> you TBE. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to want to meet AJ. <laughs> oh, this nigga's different. All right, y'all ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. You ready, dog, Bill? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hold on for a second. All right, let's go. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is will you look at AJ and Dillian White differently if they agree to take step-aside money? There are all types of reports floating around. There are numerous rumors. And there's an article that states that Anthony Joshua and Dillian White named their price. Uh, so this is from the Mirror, and it says, according to a report by the Daily Star, Joshua is demanding 15 million pounds to pass up on his rematch with Usyk, whilst White wants five million pounds to allow the undisputed clash. So those are reports um, coming from the Daily Star, being quoted by the Mirror. Of course, they say this will be difficult to make because AJ is going to want an immediate shot at the winner, and so does so would Dillian White. But if they do somehow agree to take step-aside money, will that change the way that you view Anthony Joshua or Dillian White? I'm going to turn it over to you, Conspiracy G. I, I wouldn't look at AJ any different. However, the 15 million pounds, that's it. I don't know. I feel like he should demand a little bit more because that's like 20 million. That's like 20 million US dollars. Oh, that's like 20. Now, nah, even still, I feel like he should ask for more, man. Because if in a regular fight, how much does he usually generate? Like 40 million or something? 
And then when you think 30, about 30, 30 to 40. All right, so let's say 35. This Usyk versus Fury fight, right? I'm pretty sure it'll probably generate close to 100 million around there. So I kind of feel like, come on, AJ, at least ask for a little bit more, you know? So then people, like, let's say your naysayers be like, eh, I can't even get mad at homie, man. He got the bag, you know? I just kind of feel like he should have asked for a little bit more. But nonetheless, I won't look at him. I was just viewing him the same way because I would probably take the money too if I was AJ. Now, in regards to Dillian White with the $5 million, you're bugging. You was begging for this shot for too long. You would have to, just off of principle alone, he has to say no. I need my fight with Fury right now ASAP. So, I don't know. I, I would look at Dillian White a little different, you know, because um, I kind of feel like if he does fight Tyson Fury, he'll make more than $5 million. And how much is five million in uh, uh, pounds in the U.S.? Like, like around seven million. seven million. So, you know, I feel like he'll make more fighting uh, Tyson Fury. Well, hopefully he'll make more. I don't know with this whole split situation that's happening. So, I would definitely look at uh, Dillian White a little funny style because of all of these months with the with the Wilder now with Fury, and then you're willing to step aside after all these complaints. It just I don't know, man. It's, it, I don't think it's a good look for Dillian White. But with AJ, he's been on top for so long, you know, like, and you know AJ's going to get uh, whoever's the winner anyways, you know. And not to mention, I do believe, even let's say Tyson Fury beats uh, Usyk, let's say AJ fights Tyson Fury and beats Tyson Fury, I know, well, I don't know for a fact, but I like, I highly believe AJ will do a, a Usyk part two you know, because he wants to leave with like a clean legacy. So I, I, I won't look uh, down on AJ, but I don't, I mean, it's expected that his haters will, uh, you know, come at his neck for this. His haters, uh, 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 Troll Dollar Bill. Um, yeah, G, G said a lot. And I, I agree with, with, with some of what G was saying, but as you damn, if you do, you damn, if you don't, right. That's what this situation is, right? Because you can look at it on for one point to both guys, you know, easy money. Get to sit home on the couch, get a couple of M's, you know, maybe get a little tune up and make a couple little more M's, you know, in between, right? So you look at it at that side. Then you got the, the diehard warrior spirit kind of people, right? That's going to look at it like what G was saying, how Dillian White been on this this crusade to get that green belt, you know? He has had it on the pedestal for so long, you know? <laughs> he wants nothing but to get that green belt. So he went through all this mess, you know? So it would look funny. And it would look funny on AJ, too. Because after this embarrassment, where a lot of people call this an embarrassment, you know? Like, a lot of people say, oh, you lost to the smaller man and stuff like that. And you're not who we thought you was. You should want to get some get back. You know, so I can see both ways how people would look at it, you know, so you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. At the end of the day, these gentlemen, they they have to pick. They have to pick. And, you know, people are going to pick sides either way. You know, either way, um, I believe that these guys are, are going to fight some way, some way down the line, somehow, some way. But, um, yeah, it's 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 one of those. You damn if you do, you damn if you don't. Can I also add, I, told, I forgot this. Let's just say hypothetically Tyson Fury beats Usyk. Bro, I, I'm honest, man. I think Tyson Fury will probably retire. Right? <laughs> At the very least, he'll be like, I'll relinquish the belts. I don't need them anymore. I'm already undisputed. 
And then where does that leave Dillian White? You see what I'm saying? So then he's going to have to fight a random nobody for, for the WBC belt. And then we're going to look at Dillian White like, mm, you had your opportunity to really be a champ. Now you're like, you know I mean? I'm not going to say paper champ, but it's like, we're going to be like, ah, you know. As long as he got that green belt, Dillian don't care. TV. Oh, what is it? Now nah, I agree um with my co-host. Like, if they were to do this, it would be it would have to be for a substantial amount of money. Like, fifty million is not uh is, is a good amount, but AJ AJ's purse purse has been are uh, way bigger than that. And U- Dillian, we've been rooting for you for the so long to get your shot. And if you were to do this, it'll be anti poor Dillian from now on, yo. I, that's how I feel. I right, hold on a second. Let Trill, you like you about to say something? No, 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 no. I, that was the thing too that Jeff brought up, like the fifteen million, which is like twenty million, which is half of what he usually makes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or could be a little bit more than what he usually makes. Half, a little bit more yeah. to do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's a little bit more, I wouldn't be mad. If it was like twenty million, step aside. <laughs> <laughs> is it AJ? To- and you got you got a factor in he can fight a little tuna and rack up some more on on the back end some more, some extra m's you still know make that still make that thirty is <laughs> is the naysayers so that's why I'm like it has to be a substantial amount where even a hater could be like I ain't even mad at AJ man that kind of makes sense you get what I'm saying like so it's really about his image you know because like I agree with Trill I would take the fifteen pound million pounds. I'm like, I don't give a damn about none of y'all. <laughs> and I ain't AJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a little different. Yeah. But I feel, you know, there's so much at stake right here. Like, you know, and I don't know. I'm not these fighters and I'm not in their shoes. And from the outside looking in, I would say, don't step aside because, you know, you fought so hard for these opportunities and to get to this point, And you don't know what's going to happen. And if, if Fury fights Usyk, like, if Fury wins, I do feel like, gee, he's going to do something funny. Like, he's not going to want to, like, Defend these belts. He's not gonna want to defend undisputed, so he probably like give up the belts, or he'll probably just say, "I'm the best heavyweight ever. I've got all the belts. I've got, I've got the lineal undisputed, everything, and retire, call it quits, and go out, go off." And then now with luck, all the belts are still up for grabs. So, you know, that's how I see it. So I'll just like don't don't go, Dillian, go take it, take the opportunity against Fury and AJ. Go get go you 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 just say on the last episode you confident in uh, that you'd be a third um heavyweight champion a third time and I want to see your back at the top again. I mean I want to see you back at the top again. You want to see your back at the top again? Pause. I need, to see, I need to see the Meridian, Meridian slip right there, cuz <laughs> he said I need you to flex your back with them belts. I want to see your back at the top again. <laughs> I want to see you back at the top again. My bad, my bad, my bad. Slip, dog. Oh, oh my god! Different, man. Yo, dog. When the truth just comes from your mouth, it slips out. Nah, you a different beast, man. Yo, we gonna have to create a pause meter for Ned, yo. <laughs> yo, you know when it tips to the top, when Trill turns off his camera. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Yo, 
Remember when he first started doing his trill, used to try to defend him? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, now trill can't like, even defend him. There's no comment, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, for me, let's take AJ first. I wouldn't look at AJ differently. Um, I would not look at AJ differently. And here's the reason why. In the history of the sport of boxing, there have been plenty of champions, particularly in a heavyweight division, who've lost the title. But only four have regained the title in an immediate rematch. Muhammad Ali, Floyd Patterson, Lennox Lewis, and oh yeah, Anthony Joshua. Right? So he's already taken an immediate rematch, and he's one of four heavyweights who's won their title back in an immediate rematch. So the fact that there's only four, but there have been, you know, I don't know the, the amount of heavyweight champions there's been, shows you how rare that is. So imagine you're getting $20 million or 15 million pounds to do something that has been usually is what's done in the history of the sport. You lose the title, you 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 fight someone else, you build your confidence back up, and then you go into an and then you go into a rematch. Deontay Wilder attempted to put his name uh in that category by going into a media rematch with Tyson Fury. And you know what? That fourth round, I don't care who you are. Let's be real. That fourth round, you were like, oh man, things just got interesting in, in the trilogy with Deontay Wilder. And you got to respect it. He didn't pull it off, but damn, not bad for a guy who we all agree is a one-trick pony, right? Um, So with Anthony Joshua, if he decides to take the money, step aside, which again, these are rumors going around, but even Eddie Hearn said they're going to offer a lot of money, so we got to listen to the offers. So $15 million, if he steps aside, I'm not going to bash him because I'm like, yo, he's already one of four who's won the title back in the media rematch. I think he's earned the right to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this bread. I'm going to polish up my skills and I'm going to see uh, the winner. Now let's get to Dillian White. Mandatory for a thousand days. The story they was building up. It was always poor Dillian. It was always victim Dillian. Just when we thought Dillian was finally about to get some, he got knocked out by Alexander Povek. You know what I'm saying? Then he had to come back and beat Alexander Povekin. Now, he then he's about to fight Otto Wallin, pulls out of the fight with Otto Wallin, and now here we are between him and Tyson Fury. And it's his moment. Finally, everything you ever wanted is before you. So he takes step aside. I'm going to look at him differently. And the reason why I'm going to look at Dillian White differently is for a few reasons. One, you know good and damn well if you take that step aside money and they fight one another, the winner is going to pick AJ. Mm -hmm. He is the cash cow. They are going to pick AJ over you. And I'm going to give you some reasons why. Usyk already beat him. Usyk already beat him. And Usyk is like, damn, I become undisputed and I get to do a rematch with AJ? That's going to be buku money. Then AJ gets to fight for his belts back and undisputed. That's crazy money. You know what that's called? That's called trilogy money. Okay? We got trilogy here. That's trilogy type money. Usyk, Usyk you know how Trilogy said, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Usyk is going to win either way. Usyk become undisputed. Rematch with AJ. If he wins, he wins. If he loses, he wins. Thanks. 
Because <laughs> they're going to have to do it again. So that's just money, 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 money. So that's how you know Dillian White, you're going to be out of the picture. Now, let's just say hypothetically, Fury beats uh, Usyk. He's going to be like, I've done it all in the sport. What more can I do? I can't get that payday with Joshua, though. Dillian, F him. <laughs> He's already said F you, Dillian. He already said, why should I fight Dillian? Let me fight somebody else to make money. So for that reason, I would look at Dillian different because the only reason you are in the discussion is because you are mandatory right now. You let them overpass you, you're basically saying you can pay for my to move me out of the picture. And all it's going to cost you is five million pounds. Because believe me, if you take step aside and they pay you five million pounds, once they push you aside, you thought you had to wait a thousand days before. It's over for you. And it's going to be your own fault. And no one's going to feel sorry for you this time. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is one near and dear to G's heart. The American heavyweight scene. One in which D has been single-handedly responsible for ruining. So is <laughs> <laughs> Aaron wants Derek Big Baby Anderson to fight Wilder by the end of the year. And there are numerous reports about this, uh, numerous sites uh quoting him, but we're gonna go to Sky because the way they set it up is better. They put all the Important information up front. So this is from Sky Sports. Deontay Wilder warned by Bob Arum that Jared Anderson will soon be equipped to beat him to become USA's number one heavyweight. And then they quote Bob Arum. I would be prepared to discuss a potential Deontay Wilder versus Jared Anderson fight by the end of this year. Anderson has been touted by Tyson Fury as a future heavyweight champion. And if it loads up. All right, here's another quote from Aram. Deontay Wilder is still good enough to beat pretty much anybody, but will be knocked off his perch permanently by the emerging Jared Anderson, promoter Bob Aram said. So I'm going to turn it over to Conspirit G. What's your reaction to what Bob Aram had to say? Do you want to see the fight? And who are you leaning towards? All right, this is real tough for me. I actually don't want to see this fight right now. <laughs> like, you know, obviously, I'm, I like both gentlemen, you know. Um, but I, this is the problem with this one. If Big Baby isn't ready yet, that could damage his career, right? But at the same time, we don't know if Wilder is the Wilder of old because of the trilogy beating that he took, right? So. I would at least like to see Wilder in another fight that I know he's most likely going to win. It, I, I guess, yeah, we'll say a tune-up, you know, but somebody that has a name that's somewhat of a live dog, but we know that Wilder could still overcome that uh, obstacle. With this fight, I don't know. It's tough, you know. This uh, Big Baby was the same dude that Tyson Fury was praising, Joseph Parker was praising, F.A. was praising. So to me, I feel like, you know, Anderson is the, the the real deal. But again, he is young and it's inexperienced. So, and I don't know how solid his chin is, like compared to a wilder right hand, you know? So I kind of feel like me personally, American boxing loses, you know, because <laughs> get knocked off, you know? So 
if if Wilder loses, let's say Wilder just lost to Fury, and then his immediate return, he loses to Big Baby. I'm not gonna say my man's career is done, but I don't think people are gonna be checking for Wilder after that because now it's like, yo, you you lose, you just lost to essentially like a prospect, you know. So I don't know. That'd be that'd be a tough loss for Wilder. So it'd be a great look though for Jared, um, Big Baby Anderson, you know. But um, yeah, man. So I, I'm torn. I'm torn. Like either which way, you know, uh, I'll be proud of whoever wins, but I just know the ramifications of a loss. Would be devastating for that person's career. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Big Baby actually. When I think about, because he is still young, you know, the story could be like, oh, he was supposed to lose, so he could bounce back from a loss from a Wilder, you know, as long as Wilder doesn't like beat his brains out. You know what I'm saying with that right hand. So, yeah, I just don't want to see this fight, man. This fast, man. Like, come on, man, Bob, don't do this to us, man. Wilder, man, be smart, man. Like, you know. Let, let, let the young bull, like, have his time, man. You know, like, after you get a belt, you know, if you could get a belt, then fight homeboy. And if you lose, it's whatever. While you had a great career, man, you could retire. You know, but I feel like if he loses to Big Baby now, I don't know, man. I, I think it's almost set in stone, man. Wilder's, like, his career is almost over. Unless he wants to just be a gatekeeper, you know. So, Wilder, don't do it to yourself. All right, chill out, Bill. <clears throat> um, you know what I'm gonna say. What's the rush? You know what I'm saying? I agree with too you. Soon. Soon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's too soon. Why? Why? Why rush? The kid's only 22 years old. He only got 11 fights under his belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, so lay out, lay out, lay out the roadmap, Trill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can make you can make his next four fights. Who would they be? <laughs> you can you just get there's no issue between promotional company. You can make his next four fights. Who does he fight, True? I mean, I want to see I don't I don't want to see the toughest I want to see him in there with is maybe Andy Ruiz. No. I thought me. I'm talking about maybe a, 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 a Adam. That's the toughest I want to see him in there. Oh, Adam. Kalnaki? Yeah. Yeah. In the next four fights, his toughest you want is Kalnaski. Listen, because you gotta understand, we haven't seen this kid take a punch yet. We just see all we seeing is him be able to show his offensive side against lesser caliber of fighters. You know what I'm saying? Let's not rush him in there and rush him in there and get hit with something. And the next thing you know, this kid is not the same no more. Because the heavyweight division is different than all these other things. When you in this other divisions, yeah, G, what you say works. You you can you can uh lose and come back and fight another day. Once you get knocked out in this heavyweight division, <laughs> you are not the same anymore. You know what I'm saying? You lose a piece of you. So I want this young man from Toledo. Um, you know what I'm saying? To get more, more, uh, some more, uh, uh, skill, you know, put some more, uh, and, and let's test some more, see if he could take some shots, some punches, let him go in there with these less of, of guys before we want to throw him in there with the, in the, in the real lions. Then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Adam's a good one. Even the guy that beat Adam, that would be a step up too, because that guy is tall. You know what I'm saying? He's Hellenist. coming. Hellenus. Yeah. yeah. Dude, those guys are tough, tough fights for him. Which I be thinking, like maybe he ain't ready. It's only been eleven fights. 
We haven't seen him go against anybody that was coming in there to rip his head off. It seemed like these guys was, for the first couple of seconds, yeah, yeah, they was going a good showing, but most of these guys seemed like they, they was coming to lose. So I want I want to see him in, in tough fight before we just throw this kid in there and just, uh, and just and damage him. He's only twenty two years old. We can have we have we can have something like we watched Wilder build up to before he got a real fight. Why not with this kid? <laughs> I agree with you, Trill, on this. You know, we can have something. We can have something here. Let's just not rush it. There's only been eleven fights. That's all I'm saying. Mish has, spoken. <laughs> has spoken. You know what? Yeah. So far, D, you stuck the form, and Trill, you stuck the form. All right, uh, then the TV. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I, I would love to see this fight, but not right now. It is too soon, like my co-host said. Uh, but it would be one. It would be like the passing of the torch if they were to fight one day. But the next four fights, I feel it should be locked up. Fa. Robert Hellenes, Frank Sanchez, and then Big Baby, Big Farmer Miller, the Battle of the Big Babies. And wait, then, wait, 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 stop, stop. You said you think he should fight. Who next? Like the two, the two names you mentioned? Either F.A., Sanchez, and, and, and Robert, Robert Hellenes, the three. And then the Sanchez alone. Sanchez, bro? Yo, I'm telling you. You, you want him to fight Sanchez, bro? Yeah, it'd just be a good name on his resume, man. And you want him to win? <laughs> Y'all had issues with me saying Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz is the most flat, flat-footed out of all four dudes you mentioned. Yeah, he'll catch him. Better chance. All right. Andy you know, Ruiz, bro. I mean, not Andy Ruiz. Uh, uh, Big Baby has a better chance at using his athleticism to beat Andy Ruiz than them other guys because them other guys have long reach, and some of them are also athletic. No, let's stop. F.A. and Joppa is food, okay? Yeah, that's yeah. a right. Hold on. With the exception. That's a right. Yeah. That's that's it. It. I, I'll throw him in there with F.A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's we got to forget. It, like, I know we, we give Andy Ruiz a lot of slack, but Andy Ruiz is elite, and he has fast hands, especially in those exchanges. We haven't seen this. We've seen this young man doing all this athleticness against these lesser-tier guys. Let's put him in there and stop, you know what I'm saying? See what he does with the next level. We mm-hmm. had him with the, the, the top with the entree. I mean with the uh, um with the appetizers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Andy, Andy, we've seen Andy hurt and stand his ground and come yeah. back to win. We saw it against AJ and yeah. we saw it against Areola. It's but a lot of people that said when he fought uh, uh Parker that he went yeah. he, he proved his eliteness. Yeah. This this young man. Hasn't been in there with the the type of caliber of fighters that um, Andy Ruiz has been in there with. That's why yeah. I said just give him a little bit of time. Yeah, give him a little time, and that's what, like 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 but after the time, like I was, I still want to see that big baby, the big baby um fight off. Yo, that'd be dope. Like him versus Jeremy. <laughs> that would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. That would probably be a big fight in the U.S. Yo, because they could really market that. Now we want to tape on this. See, I just I know G did so well. See, when we used to be in the gym, it, it would be G set. He find a way to like not be around and whatever, and then like we'll move on, and then we'll forget G missed the set, or G would do like little slide things to try to like you know skip uh. out. Right <laughs> now, you gotta yeah. pick an argument. You gotta pick an argument when it's your uh. set. Yo, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you walk away. Like, yo, yo, you did your set, of course. <laughs> 
Yo, and then Gene, we all know Gene do a set and he still try to trick us. Like, remember, I didn't know you did it. <laughs> now, rewind this tape. I said, G, who are you leaning to? Who would you lean towards in that fight? And G intentionally didn't say, but just like when G tried to skip his set, G, who would you lean towards in that fight? Is it Big Baby Pimpin or is it your beloved uh, Deontay Wilder? Hey man, I can't call it, man. I, 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 I true for this all the time. You come at true for this all the time and look at you, G. All right, all right, fine. Look at you, G. If they, if they fight this year, you see, if, if we're talking about Wilder of old, I'm going to pick Wilder because I feel like Wilder's confidence always allows him to land that shot. And I don't know if Big Baby can take that punch. So I'm going to go with Wilder, you know. But if this is the – like if Wilder's now the broken Wilder from taking two beatings back-to-back, from Tyson Fury, I don't know. I mean, that's why I can't call it, man. I, I'm not trying to pull the trail. I just <laughs> honestly, I don't know. You know what I mean? So, I if you want me, I'm calling Deontay Wilder to beat uh Big Baby. But there's no disrespect to Big Baby. I like both gentlemen, obviously. All right, all right. And TBE, you just went right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, to me, I can understand where everyone's coming from in terms of. It's too soon. Me personally, I'd rather see him step it up gradually. Um, like I don't think FA a job is a step up, but you know, you know how they used to do it back in the days, right? You fight like the aging names. So you will fight like Pulev. I think a Pulev, because Pulev's doing this tri combat stuff. So Pulev basically like giving up on boxing. So I say let big baby Anderson. Clean up Pulev. Povekin retired, right? If he didn't, let him fight Povekin, right? So those are two. What happens when you fight a, an aging fighter is they may not have the athleticism. They may not have the speed on a fastball that they once did, but they're crafty. So you learn tricks at a trade with them. Like, oh, man, this person just laying this punch on me doing that. You know, especially with uh, Povekin, who's very tricky. So um, I would say, like, I would rather see him get in there with Pulev. I'd rather see him get in there with Povekin. Carlos um, Takam type of guy, too. Yeah, Carlos Takam. Let him build up to a Chisora, maybe. And then as a step up, let's see him and Daniel Dubois get in there, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and prove, you know, maybe him versus Joe Joyce. Because, you know, although Joyce got that power that just seems to be like, you know, but that I still think that would be a good fight. You know, I think the flip side to that argument, though, is Anthony Joshua and Dillian White fought one another when they were up and coming, and AJ went on to do great things, and Dillian White is now mandatory, so you can fight a tough task when you're young, but, you know, and take an L and still recover, but I think when you're talking about a Deontay Wilder versus uh, a big baby Anderson, I just feel like... Um, that may be too much of a leap. I think talent-wise, yes, Big Baby Anderson is better than Deontay Wilder, but so is Tyson Fury. But he still put Tyson Fury on the floor several times. And so if if you believe that Tyson Fury is 
the best boxer of this uh, heavyweight of this generation, if you think he's the most elusive in the heavyweight division, then in Wilder caught him, it's a good chance he can catch Big Baby Miller too. I think if anything, this would benefit Wilder more than Big Baby. Because if Wild, if, if Big Baby beats Wilder, people are going to be like, yeah, you beat the least talented of the top guys. But if Wilder beats Big Baby, he sends a message to the world that like, hey, I'm still better than your prospects. I'm still up here. I'm still elite. Then again, it's top rank saying that they want to fight the PBC fighter. Saying that they want to work with PBC. Saying they're trying to make something happen with PBC. So again, there goes the cross the street argument. But for me, um, I'd be okay with it. But I would prefer to see um, Big Baby Anderson get the chance to, you know, build himself up. But if they think he's ready and they want to take that risk, hey, man, you know, scared money don't make money. Hey, you know, and they going off of what Tyson Fury said. Tyson Fury <laughs> said he's the next one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. We all know that, too. <laughs> <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Crawford versus Ten Crawford versus Sean Porter does 135,000 pay-per-view buys. This is according to ring uh ring magazine and ring magazine is quoting bob arum in a recent interview that he gave uh so you can see here uh from ring magazine it says uh crawford porter garners one hundred thirty-five thousand pay-per-view buys so i'm gonna turn it over to you trill dollar bill what's your reaction to crawford versus porter doing 135,000 pay-per-view buys impress disappointed whatever what's your thoughts <laughs> whatever <laughs> it was what do you expect like this is what this is, i don't i don't know <laughs> it doesn't all i'm saying is this terence crawford one hell of a fighter. Um, over here in the States, right? Um, there's a lot going on. The holiday season is over. Everybody's trying to get back. Uh, jobs and everything is, is scarce. Not only that, <clears throat> you have everything else going on. The NFL. You have um, the NBA. And uh, there's there's other things going on. You can't sell the people crap and just think that they're going to buy it. <laughs> this is just that, that, that. I'm just sorry. You know what I'm saying? The views and opinions of truth. Nah, you keep it in a buck. Keep it a buck, yo. Nah, yo. Your views nah. are point i hey i don't think you deserve this claim i'm walking with you bro i'm walking that's a good fight that was a good fight you know what i'm saying pay-per-view worthy though real straight i mean you saw okay you saw sean porter versus danny garcia Mm -hmm. on regular tv when Mm -hmm. they both i believe they both well danny garcia was undefeated at the time i believe and sean porter only had uh two l's now, I got the answer for you. Yesterday's price 
is not today's price. Yesterday's numbers is looking like today's numbers. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes back to what I was saying is you can't sell the people and they're just going to buy anything. Like when I I said on the show and certain people lost their mind in the conversation when I told them that Sean was a shot fighter. And that I wanted, like Terrence Crawford, like we we done seen all the wars Sean's been in and the type of way that Sean fights, right? So I said all that, and that's why I picked Terrence Crawford to win that fight. After the fight, everybody says, even TC says, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He was a shot fighter, you know what I'm saying? He's been in so many wars, you know what I'm saying? Everything that I said. Bro, he retires. Exactly. His dad throws in the towel because he, he doesn't. So go ahead. And All that. that and everybody says it after. Everything that I said, everybody lost their mind over, right? You can't continue to fight these guys that people know, that got eyes, that seen these people, that we know that you're going to win. And then continue, you want people to continue to to buy, to buy this, and you're not giving them anything. You're not giving them no entertainment factor or anything with it. You're not uh, promoting yourself. You're not Terrence Crawford, hilarious guy. Like you see him on behind the scenes, like hilarious. He don't show that to the public, so people can't rally behind. It just people are not. You just can't. I'm just leaving it like that. You can't force people to buy when it is it's not. It's not nothing good. You should have when Bob was trying to make that that Spence fight. But we're gonna talk about that later. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I I believe it, man, because you can't force people to buy, especially with especially over here when we got other things going on. We just the holidays was you know what I'm saying? It was just a lot going on. And then you want to give people this fight that they didn't want. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, who want to kill Brooke? Yeah, Trey, you brought up some great points. I, I'm not even gonna lie, because uh, before the segment, I totally forgot it was during the holiday season, and then it just it just dawned on me. They did that on that ESPN app, which I thought was a a miscalculation on Top Rank's behalf. So these numbers, although I, I feel like it's a shame because. To me, Sean Porter, as much as I don't necessarily like his roughhouse style, he always makes fights entertaining. You know what I mean? And when you think about the current welterweight division, his name is always mentioned. You know, so I felt like this fight should garner way more pay-per-view buys. But it just was the wrong time to do it. And the way that they did it doesn't make sense, especially for older boxing fans who aren't really familiar with the app and everything. They probably wanted to watch the fight, but couldn't because they're they're on they they're going on Xfinity or Comcast or whatever they on, and they're trying to find the fight. They couldn't find it. Like even myself, I remember, I'm like, yo, where 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 is this fight at? And then I think Katie told me he's like, yo, it's on the ESPN app. And I was like, oh okay. So I had to go over to ESPN, you know. Um, but I felt like a fight like this with these type of names, that should have just been on regular pay per view, not necessarily. ESPN Plus pay-per-view. That was a miscalculation on uh, top ranks. And and so 
ah, I don't want to admit this, but as shameful as those numbers are, it makes sense, man. But I don't feel like these numbers articulate these men's value in the welterweight division. So that's why I, I just feel I feel sad for both gentlemen, man. I, I kind of feel like this fight should at least go ahead, Kate. You just said, G, and I quote, I don't think these numbers uh you know speak to these men's value in the welterweight division. Mm-hmm. You're also the same guy who says when we talk about uh women's boxing, you're worth what you generate. Mm-hmm. So However, if I'm, these I'm, are their numbers, then this is what they're worth. Keep that same energy. Go ahead. Keep the same energy. However, again, they're doing it during the holiday season. You know, that that was a major miscalculation. And they did it on the app as opposed to just regular pay-per-view. Another miscalculation. So that's why I'm like, it's unfortunate that, these, that, that this fight only generated 135K. But I feel like... Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Can you tell me with absolute certainty that you know that these numbers would have been better if they didn't do the fight on the on the app? Of course, yes. You, you know this with absolute certainty based on what evidence? Just just based on like look at boxing, right? It's it's an old sport. Okay, fine. Forget that. A lot of old people that, 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 that. How much better would this fight have done since you know you've done the research? How much better? How how much better was the research on this? So I just found out about these numbers today. However, I think if it wasn't on the the ESPN Plus app, I think this number would at least been. You just said you think a second ago. You told me with absolute certainty. You know, no, I you. The question was, would the numbers be higher? I know the numbers would be higher. I don't know. How do you know that? You said because it was on the ESPN Plus app. A lot of people okay. don't have the ESPN Plus app. You know what I mean? So, again, you got to factor Is in. Is the ESPN Plus app not free? Yes, but you're talking about... Well, if you don't have it, you can just get it. What about baby boomers? What about Gen Xs, right? Who are like, yo, listen, I like boxing, but they're not really too familiar with apps on phones, apps on TVs and stuff. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Did Canelo Alvarez not do 800000 you talking about on you mean the zone? Yeah. That's a subscription though. But it is an app. However, but it's not pay-per-view, it's a subscription. So these people already have no, it. But 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 Canelo versus um Caleb Plant was on pay-per-view. And it did do eight hundred thousand pay-per-view buys. It was on pay-per-view. What are you yes, talking about? It was. it was on the zone. It was on pay-per-view. As a matter of fact, I can show it to you right now. So let's say even if it was, that's on regular pay-per-view. Meaning no, I, it was no, it wasn't. It was on the app. What app? It was on the Fox app. The Fox app? Hold on. Yeah. Yo, man, I think... I don't um, know. I'm going to show you right now. Hold on. I'm going to show you right now. No, 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 no. Hold on. Oh, we're going to stick with this. I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to show you right now. Okay. That had to be regular television. Like no, regular television. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yo, so here you see it. And it says, uh, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter garnered 135,000 pay-per-view buys. On mm-hmm. ESPN pay-per-view through the ESPN Plus app. Now, if you go down here, it showed Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant drew 800,000 pay-per-view buys on November 6th. So, yeah, I don't have the Fox app. You know what I mean? So, I watched, you watched it through the zone for free like I did, G. Because you have a DAZN subscription. I'm trying to remember. Was it on DAZN? Yes. Either. 
Well, either yeah. which way, it's a poor comparison. One is no, it's not a poor comparison, G. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not, bro. It's not, G. G. Here's what it is. You mm -hmm. are trying to act like you don't see the point. So let me break down the point to you in a very right. simple form. If you have a disowned subscription, then you mm -hmm. got to watch the fight for free. So mm -hmm. I have a disowned subscription, so I got to watch it for free. If I didn't have a disowned subscription and I wanted to watch the fight, I had to pay for it through Fox app. So you're acting like Canelo Alvarez didn't just have a fight that you had to order through an app, but he did, and he sold 800,000 pay-per-view buys. So your baby boomer argument is doo-doo because the baby boomers somehow found a way to watch Canelo. And the people who needed to uh, watch pay-per-view through an app somehow found a way to watch Canelo. And even people, and look, think about this. Canelo didn't just double him, didn't just triple him. He blew his numbers out of the water. And there were people who could watch his fight for free like us. And he still well, blew him out of the water. Just imagine, just imagine, hold up. Let mm -hmm. the chef work. Just imagine if we didn't get to see the fight for free because we have a the zone subscription and we had to pay like everyone else. That fight would have easily done over a million buys. But then you got the TC spin artist who goes, Canelo isn't that big. He only did 800,000 pay-per-view buys because some people got to watch it for free because they have uh, the zone subscriptions. So my point to you again, G, is why is it Canelo can sell 800,000 pay-per-view buys for a fight that's being shown on the Fox app, but TC still can't sell more than 135 right. for people who have to use the ESPN Plus. How can you be so sure that it's the app that is responsible for those bad numbers when other people seem to do well selling their fights on an app? Okay. Go ahead. So there's, a, there's a, several variations that we have to consider. One, this was the Canelo undisputed fight. Two, we've known for the zone for like a, like the past what maybe like five years have been on active campaigns to promote the zone the app. You know what I mean? And their number one thing at the time was this we don't wasn't, these numbers food. don't reflect the zone. G, this is where you mess up. These numbers are oh, not about the zone. Walk with me. These numbers about the Fox app. These numbers oh, come from the Fox app. app. These numbers are the I'm I'm comparing. The Canelo fight to the Crawford fight. But you keep oh, talking about oh, the zone, but those numbers are coming from the Fox app. Hold on. If you really believe 800,000 buys are only from the Fox app, you're fooling yourself, bro. No, I, do I guarantee that 800K is factoring in our zone subscriptions. I guarantee that. You mean like. We didn't pay for it on the zone. No, we do through our subscriptions. We so I have a subscription. This is talking about regular pay per view buys for one fight. Um, when a, uh, like, let's say. Uh, upcoming album comes out, right? Like, how do they know it's a platinum album when everyone's doing subscriptions now? Because they're doing streams. A There's a point system. Some people what may say, streams. They do it by streams. How many times long uh, album stream? Exactly. So some people may still purchase albums, right? They'll pay the the sixteen ninety nine to purchase the album, but other people will just do the streams, and then they factor in the stream numbers to go into if that album is platinum or not. They're probably doing not for pay per view buys, bro. Pay per view buys are actually who purchased the fight. Like, yeah, for sure, it is. It's a it's a subscription. So when Anthony Joshua fights, for example, and he's on the zone, mm -hmm. when we watch it for free in America, we're not being counted 
in his pay-per-view buys. They're they're counting the people who pay for it over in the UK who pay oh. that $25, right. $30. Okay. That's I, who they're I'll counting. The argument now because I, I didn't I didn't pull it up, I didn't look it up. So I'll give you that right now. But I'm gonna do my research and I'll follow. Go ahead, and then you're gonna say D, you're right. That's all I said. No problems being wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't see how they're gonna do that when the music industry is doing like what Ned said, streaming and talking about music industry, and the music industry is is talking about streams, not talking about buys. People don't even buy albums anymore, so they're not talking about it. They they what what with the music industry, it's all about streams now. You get plaques for streams now. You get 10,000 streams. You get a 10,000 stream plaque. You get whatever. They talk about how Drake has like 200 some odd million streams now. That's that's how they're doing it now. You don't, you don't think the zone is factoring in? No, bro, because it says pay-per-view buys. It's in the title, dog. You can't say pay-per-view buys and count a stream. It's not a pay-per-view buy. If they were saying 800,000 people stream this fight, for example, um, when they talk about the numbers for Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter, they talk about how millions of people stream that fight. The word says stream. There's a difference between stream and buy. It's evident, bro. You know that. Are you talking about illegal streaming, though? No. What are you talking about? No one's talking about illegal streaming. I'm talking about... When a fight is on regular television, oh yeah, it's oh, okay, a regular they, television. They fight. say yeah. how many people viewed the fight. They say how many people streamed the fight. You understand what I'm saying? But when they talk, when they say how many people bought the fight, that's how many people put their cards in. That's how many people ordered the fight through the app. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When they say 800,000 pay-per-view buyers, they're not talking about streams, bro. Listen, I don't know. I guarantee you the number of people that watch that fight exceeds like two, three, four million. What are you talking about? Yeah, listen, I don't I don't know. You, you could be right. You could be right. I'm not too sure. But again, there's several different factors that go into play. That Canelo fight was a much bigger fight than Crawford, uh, Crawford versus a Sean Porter, who was a former champion. You know what I mean? So it's like even with that, it's not really a good comparison. Obviously, Canelo versus uh, Plant was going to be way higher in pay-per-view buys than this fight. I just don't believe that if this was on regular pay-per-view, that it will only sell 135K. The number will have to be higher because more people are familiar. But that's what you believe you don't actually know. Because Canelo sold 800,000 using an app. And that's the point that I'm making to you. It doesn't matter if you think Canelo was a bigger fight. The point I, is, if the people, if the people, people wanted to see it, the people would find a way. Hmm? What happened? It was not an app. You not a Showtime it. app. Thank you. Even even the Showtime app's not an app. No, no, no. It's, it says it. Because it says, like, according to Boxing Scene, the Canelo verse plant pay-per-view absolutely crushed it when it estimated 800,000 buys in a domestic U.S. This includes purchases made through traditional services like cable, satellite, and digital buys through the Showtime app. See? Cable, satellite, where most households have access to. It was on regular pay-per-view. If I turn on my TV and say, hey, I want to watch Canelo versus Plant, I could just plug in Canelo versus Plant pay-per-view. It's going to pop up on my screen. When I try to fight, uh, when I try to watch the Crawford versus Porter, I couldn't find it. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, yo, I can't find this fight. And he was like, bro, it's on the ESPN Plus. I'm like, ESPN Plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference. A lot of people don't have ESPN Plus. That's the only thing I was saying. So I like. Okay, so hold up, hold up. So you were you were looking for the fight because you wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And couldn't. And then find you it. found out how to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. you watched it. Yes. Again. 
people want to see the fight, they find a way to watch it. Unless so the 800, so the 800,000 people, the 800,000 people who watched mm -hmm. Canelo found a way through numerous services. He just said it, satellite, cable, yep. and app. Yep. Whatever way they could watch it, they found a way to watch it because they wanted to watch it. But Crawford you only on the ESPN Plus app. Here's That's my point to you, and we can just and we can just end it like mm -hmm. this. His numbers are what they are because people didn't want to watch his fight. And Canelo's numbers are what they are because people wanted to watch his fight. And when people want to watch a fight, they find a way. I know this because when people want to watch fights, they call me, yo, you ordering a fight, yo, you got this, whatever. No one's ever called me and say, hey, man, you watching that Crawford fight? I'm trying to come over. Never heard it one time. Okay? And that's the point I'm trying to make. You're making it seem like, oh, the only reason these numbers are bad is because of the app. No, the reason why these numbers are bad is because no one's checking for Crawford. That's why the numbers are bad. Because I, if Canelo was only if Canelo was fighting on ESPN Plus, people would have found a way to watch that fight. Again, I didn't say that was the only reason. You only locked in on that one reason that I used, but it's cool. Again, Canelo had several options for people to view the fight. The Crawford fight, there was only one option. ESPN Plus app. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. So I feel like if there was more options for the Crawford Porter fight, then there'll be more pay-per-view buys. It's just logic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not I really logic because you're not really showing me how that was going to generate more interest in Terrence Crawford. Yo, listen, I don't know the amount. The amount is now. Not, you, you, your argument is extremely flawed because you haven't shown me that Terrence Crawford has this massive fan base that was looking to order his fights. Never said right. that. Oh, go ahead, Trill. Look at past. Wait, hold on, let, let, let Trill. Looks like Trill found some. No, no, no. Now, I'm just saying, too, like that, even with the numbers, the numbers don't look bad for Crawford numbers as far as pay-per-view. Looking it up right here, they was like Crawford's numbers on pay-per-view have been between 50,000 50, and 125,000. And that's through home box office pay-per-view uh -huh. alone. I was, I was, was, was going to get there, too. He fought Amir Khan on pay-per-view, and you could order it through satellite, and he only did 125,000 pay-per-view buys. Prior to that, against Victor Posto, he only did 50,000 pay-per-view buys. So this fight with him on ESPN app, he actually increased by 10,000 10, buys. There's nothing you said has proven that there's a base that didn't have access to TC's fight because it was He actually did better. He actually did better. <laughs> Nothing you said has proven that there were he actually people. Actually, did better. That there were people yeah. who were right. dying. Hold on, hold on. Can I, I get in on this? All right, go ahead, Ned. Go ahead, Ned. Yo, G, you you bugging right now, man. Um, <laughs> I just said share the link from the same site that said he did got 135k pay per view buys. The same link says a, a, a different article says he totaled. 340,000 pay-per-view buys, buys over three three fights. Earl Spence versus Sean Porter got 350K pay-per-view buys. He fought Sean Porter and got a, a, less than half that. Less than half that. Sean Porter I'm, fought Mikey Garcia. Got 725. I'm just saying, bro. Earl Spence. Earl Spence fought Mikey Garcia. Got 725k pay per view buys, bro. It's not that hard to get people to buy your fight. Are you making it seem like the ESPN is pay per view to now ESPN Plus pay per view? Again, a lot of people don't have the ESPN Plus. How many baby boomers? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
yo, G, you, this is a ridiculous argument. For starters, there, how many people are on Instagram? How many people follow TC? I guarantee you TC has more followers than he does to have people who purchase his fight. And if they can follow him on IG, then they know how to use a damn app. They just chose not to buy his fight. Do you want to see him act like there's millions of baby boomers? There's millions of hold on. There's millions of baby boomers sitting in their seat, like, oh man, I want to watch that TC fight, but I just don't know how. My dad doesn't know how to use this stuff. When my dad needs something done with his computer, he will call me. If my dad wanted to watch this fight so bad, he would have said, hey. Kaden, can you come over here and put the fight on for me? It's not so that hard. So you honestly believe in your heart of hearts that the fact that the pay-per-view was on ESPN Plus did not deter anyone from purchasing that fight? No. You see that? No. All right, we good. We good. Bro, 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 bro. Not if he did his, his most. Not if he did the, the best he has ever done. Yo, I swear to God. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying before, you cannot sell the people crap. This is right before Thanksgiving. We're going into Christmas. You cannot sell and I agree with you on that. That was another variable that, that prevented these numbers. Yo, why am I supposed to give him that benefit of the doubt when he chose to fight on that date? Hey, listen, man. He chose to fight on that date, G. G so why man. am I supposed to? I'm not saying that was smart. I clearly said that they that was a misstep. Yo, bro, like, here's the thing with the window, though. You're, you're overlooking the numbers and trying to excuse them. The numbers are what they are. They are what they are. They, they are, are what they are. I know that. I don't understand. Y'all not listening to me? No, you're you not listening to all yourself. All I said was give reasons why the numbers are so low. Nah, no, I'm not buying it. reasons why. Three. Because you don't have proof that that's why those numbers are low. Three that's my point. Fight, all bro. you did was speculate. All you did was speculate. And they all were trash. It's three pay-per-views. that three underwhelming pay-per-view fights. Okay, the first three underwhelming the first, pay-per-view the first, fights, bro. The first pay-per-view fifty thousand. The second pay-per-view one hundred twenty-five thousand. The third pay-per-view one hundred thirty-five thousand. It seems like a trend to me. It I seems like it. he's in the ballpark to me. You right. want to sit here and act like oh, it was because in December. Oh, it was because the app. But there are other people who use that app. That same app, like Tyson Fury. When he fights Deontay Wilder, although Deontay Wilder's on PBC and you can order from uh, the Fox app, but what I'm saying to you is if there was only one app, everyone would find a way to watch that fight. You can't tell me. that Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder was on regular pay-per-view. That's the difference. It was also on these apps. Of course, but I, on regular television, I typed in yo, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and it is, popped yo, up. That's so, 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 your, so your argument is, G. Mm-hmm. That the baby boomers, the, the baby boomers who don't know how to use an app, again, you're assuming they don't know how to use an app. You don't actually have proof that they don't know how to use an app. Like you're, you're, assuming, you're assuming that there's a large population of people who don't know what ESPN Plus is that wouldn't have been able to figure out how to watch the All right, so, so, all right. using your logic, you're pretty much implying that Crawford is not a star. So then why would ESPN? I'm not implying that the numbers. I'm that's, just going off the numbers. That's cool. Well, let's go off the numbers. Then why would PBC Fox, PBC Showtime, uh, top-ranked ESPN, why would they even want to make Crawford versus Spence? You're saying they don't. It hasn't been made. All right, but, but so, 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 so deep. So, time out. You just asked me a question, so let me answer it. Last time that I checked on some Nipsey Hustle-ish, Tim Smith from PBC said there was no money 
in a Terrence Crawford fight. Last time that I checked, Bob Arum said he could have built the house in Beverly Hills on the money he's lost on Terrence Crawford. Last time that I checked, Terrence Crawford has been a free agent for all this time and still hasn't signed the match Yo, room, still hasn't just, signed I'm with just, anyone. Last time that I checked, doesn't seem real starish to me. Canelo, when was he was a free agent, everyone was throwing their panties at him. Last time that I checked. I, yeah, I, and you know how you know how and and not even to, to, I just want I think I think we 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 went on a lot. Everybody made some great points. You know, I think G was playing devil's advocate, right? A little. Nah, bit. I wasn't playing no devil's advocate. If it wasn't during the holiday season and if it wasn't on the ESPN yeah. app, the numbers would have increased. But if you see his, fight, but his other if, fights if, wasn't if, during the holiday if, season. If, if. His other fights, come on, if, he's playing no names. And that's what I was saying. This is what I was saying with Sean. He was fighting no names. You can't force the people to buy crap. And like with, with Sean, we see Sean's a shot fighter. You can't force the people to buy crap. That's why when Kate is not lying, when these guys are saying that they were losing money, they're losing money. If just simple math, right? Like simple math. Uh, well, one hundred and thirty thousand, right? And how much was the fight? Sixty nine. Some let's just say seventy bucks. Okay, mm -hmm. seventy times a hundred and nine million and a hundred thousand. All right. They didn't even break. They had to pay TC. And they had to pay ten million for the fighters, so they didn't even get that bread back. If six went to Crawford and four went to to Sean, that's ten million. They didn't even get, and they only made nine million and a hundred. They ain't even come. It's simple mathematics, baby. I'm just a hustler, and I'm just saying they losing money. Yeah, that just that's, shows you that he's that's not. Up for debate. They've been losing money. Here's the thing that gets me. Hold on. Is the number is the numbers right? <laughs> it was like yeah. nine million. Not, uh, nine million for the numbers right now. Yeah. yeah, the numbers right. Yeah, well, this is insane, bro. Here's what I'm saying to you. And, and this is all this is all I'm saying. You can't act like you know that the date you can speculate. I'll give you it as speculation, but just saying, like you know, with absolute certainty, I put money on it. Canelo Alvarez would do numbers in December. I put money on it. I put money on it. I put money on it. Anthony Joshua would do numbers in December. Well, gee, you can't have it both ways. You're trying to tell me that TC's a superstar and then make excuses. Listen, you're putting a lot of stuff in my 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 mouth. Oh, wait, hold on, wait. I, I said anything y'all didn't hear G say. I said, let me know. The fire, okay. Again, I simply said, yo, the holiday season, that was that was just a poor decision on top rank. And I said, putting it only on the ESPN Plus app was a poor decision again on top rank. That's what I said. You took what it was, to what was, ES, what was I, I question for you, G, realistically. Mm -hmm. What other platform was ESPN supposed to put it on? Regular pay per view, like everyone else does. ESPN doesn't have a regular pay per view, dog. You do realize that. Hold on. When they did the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, I think it was one or two. I can't remember. No, bro. Again, see, see, see. Let me let me help you out. When Deontay Wilder fought Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder is on Showtime. Showtime has the platform to give you pay per view. Okay, so does Showtime Fox the same? 
Mm-hmm. Same main company. Yep. And it was okay. Hold up. But they have the capabilities to yes. do that. Yes. ESPN is a free basic cable channel mm-hmm. that does not have the the pay-per-view capabilities that you're just you're talking about. So that's why they have their app. Hold on. Again, the the I, I think it was part one or part no no part two or part three. I can't remember which one was ESPN's turn, the top ranks turn. And it was on regular pay-per-view, bro. I, I didn't have to download an ESPN app. Yeah, bro, bro, you can keep, you can, you can, you can keep, you can keep these excuses, right? Because that's exactly what they are. At the end of the day, I know this. There are however many people follow TC, and I think he got over uh, like a million followers. All them people know how to use apps. All those people know how to follow him. They were able to type his name in. They were able to click that follow button. That's all you got to do to order pay-per-view on ESPN as well. They chose not to do it. It's cool. Okay? That's all I know, in comparison to Canelo Alvarez, who somehow seems to generate revenue, who somehow seems to be good business, who somehow seems to turn a profit for everyone involved, like Anthony Joshua, who somehow seems to turn a profit for everyone involved. Even Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder didn't meet their expectations in terms of the numbers that that people thought they were going to hit, but they still generated 800,000, whatever. Earl Spence Jr., somehow the guy who everyone keeps wanting to see fight, keeps doing 200,000, around 200,000, sometimes 300,000. Hell, Tank's doing, doing numbers. But when it comes to TC, we want to come up with all these excuses. And, and I'm sick of it, man. Sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade. He is who we thought he was. He is what he generates, and that is it. Right, Listen, yeah. I, I can concede to that point. Crawford needs to do a better job at becoming more of a household name. At 34 years old, I don't see how. I was just simply making the argument that that 135 just seems too low, even for Crawford versus a Sean Porter. That's the only thing I was saying. You know, I now and then now this is where I go into speculation. When you ask me, well, then how much would it have done if it was on regular pay per view? Then I'll be, you know, trying to make a little guesstimation, whatever. I'm just saying that with these two names, especially with Sean Porter against uh, Terrence Crawford, these numbers, man, just seem too disappointing for me, man. That's all I was saying, but. It is You're disappointed because you want Crawford to do something he's not. You want to see Crawford do something he's never done. Yo, I, I just, like, for me, it does not disappoint me. I have no expectation. These numbers could have said 500,000. I would have been like, yo, that's what's up. The people are interested in Crawford. It seems to me Crawford got the got the comment section on Smash. He got the thumb thuggers on Smash. He got everyone on Smash. But this goes to what Tim Smith was saying. There's no money in him. Because when they got the opportunity to prove that they support Terrence Crawford, the boy can't break 150,000 pay-per-view buys. Hey, man. Listen. Yo, TC, you be all right, man. Hold your head up, man. Don't listen to us, man. I'm, yeah, still, I'm, still, wait, I'm still waiting for TC to get signed. That's what I'm The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Gary Russell Jr. gets dethroned by Mark Max, uh, Maxeo. Now, Shout, salute to the Philippines. You know we got love for the Philippines. It's my attempt to say the name. If it's incorrect, I apologize. Mark Maxeo. So, um, Conspiracy G, did you watch the fight? Man, I fell asleep, man. I, I, I have a hectic life lately, so please forgive me, everyone. Right. New year, new G. I, um, TBE, did you watch the fight? 
Now I didn't even get to see it. New Year's shame. What's your reaction to the fight? Um, I thought it was a I thought it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Um I think the 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 right guy won, you know. Um I thought that uh it showed that he wanted it more. You know, he came in and he was he was uh he threw it to me. He was throwing more and he wanted more. He landed some good shots. He hurt uh Gary a couple of times. Gary uh, landed some clean shots too, but he couldn't deter the young man. He was focused. He was determined, and he wanted this. He's been the mandatory for uh, uh, for Gary Russell, and um, this is what he wanted. You know, I didn't like the excuses from Gary Russell. You know, um, to me, you lost. You lost. The kid wanted it more. If anything, you should have, you know, said that you know want a rematch or something like that. You know, but um, you know, I, I thought it was a good fight. What excuses did he uh, have? Oh, uh, yeah, the excuse saying that his shoulder. He said is he injured his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? But he said he injured his shoulder before the fight. You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to bring it up, you know? And then, you know, during the fight, you know, say he ended up re-hurting it. And, you know, to the, to the young man Mark's credit, he said, yeah, he hurt his shoulder because I was punching him in the shoulder. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's why I was punching anywhere I possibly can. You know what I'm saying? And the young man was emotional after he won his victory, which he shouldn't. And he got a phone call from the great Manny Pacquiao. You know, which which was was the best thing ever to the young man. So, um, shout out to this young kid, man. He to me, he won. I think he wanted it more. That's basically what it came down to. He wanted it more. Yeah, Gary Russell, he showed a lot of skills in there, and he had some clean shots in there, but this kid was just coming forward, and he was bringing the fight to Gary. You know what I'm saying? Gary, um, too much thinking. Mm-hmm. Too much thinking. Should have just let the hands go. But it was a good fight. Good fight. I could have did without the excuses. You know, it's interesting. It was a interesting fight because before the fight started, they said that Gary Russell said he had an injury, but he wouldn't disclose the injury. And he said it may play a factor. It may not play a factor. And then um, I believe it was like the fourth or fifth round. Gary went for a right hook and he actually landed the punch and then his shoulder buckled. And you saw like instantly he was like hurt and like then um, you know, Magaseo tried to jump on him and Gary was able to like avoid the punches and hold him. But from that point on, Gary Russell never used his right hand again. Like not once. He was a straight left-handed fighter. Um, and he did land a lot of clean punches. I think it was a close fight. In my scorecard, I scored it a draw. Um, I thought that Gary landed a lot of clean left hands. I thought I thought he landed the clean punches. But the thing is, uh, Magaseo, he he was so powerful that his punches did more damage, visibly more damage, like to Gary Russell's face when he would land to the body. It's like it would thud. You can you can see like the reaction when he would land a hook to the face. Um, but I'll be honest, I was impressed with Gary Russell. Um, just the fact that he hurt his shoulder in the fight so early and continued to fight. He never looked for a way out. Um, even when the doctor came to see him, he said, yeah, my shoulder hurts. And then they tested whatever it is. You want to go? He said, yeah, I want to go. 
and he really tried to give it his all with one hand, but he lost. And to me, I had it 114-114. But I have no issue with uh, Magaseo winning because I think he threw – he was more active. Um, he landed the harder punches. I just feel like personally as someone watching it and knowing that you have a guy in front of you who's only using one hand, he should have went for it more. But then I'm thinking maybe he's thinking this guy's playing possum, and as soon as I go crazy, he's going to let that uh, right hook go. But he won, and, you know, there's no argument. It wasn't a robbery. Gary Russell decided to go into the ring with the shoulder injury, and you know what I always say. Once you walk into between those ropes, I don't want to hear no excuses. He walked between those ropes. And unfortunately, I have my own theory about it. This is my personal theory. My conspiracy is he's been inactive for two years. He doesn't fight. He takes long layoffs in between fights. I think he needed to check. He got six kids. And people are saying, well, why didn't you pull out of the fight? Because he got bills. (laughs) He got bills. Uh, go ahead. This is my time. I could redeem myself. I apologize again for missing the fight. But as an expert in right shoulder injuries, you know, <laughs> you can still land a punch. It's going to hurt, but you can still throw it. So, you know, at any time he can let a right hook go, you know what I'm saying, or a right uppercut go. It's just it's, you're going to feel that pain, but your opponent might also feel the pain. So you, you're like real cocky, you're hesitant to throw it. You know, if I land this punch, I'm gonna be messed up. But however, you're like, I could probably still knock you out or at least hurt you. So that's what it is. So it's like it really does hurt. It's just, do you want to throw it or not? You know what I mean? Because you don't want to do more damage to your shoulder. So I just want to throw that out there. But no, no, yeah, definitely, definitely credit to credit, credit to him. It was just after the fight, saying it was a robbery. Saying that you won uh uh ten to two, you know. He said that like yeah. in a post conference. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this interview, um, I can oh, send y'all the link. Was it great? I, I I watched like some of it. I was like in and out though. He I didn't hear him say that. He said it immediately after the fight, or he said it in a post conference. No, he said it in the post. In a oh, post okay, okay. After, in the after. ring, I thought he was a gentleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. In the ring, I I thought like he mm-hmm. was saying like you know uh you know it was a good fight close fight i thought i could have won i thought that's what he said in the ring but then after he said he went 10 he didn't win 10 too bro like stop it but as a matter of fact i actually thought he started fighting better once his shoulder got hurt because i had um a magaseo sweeping like the first two or three rounds so i was just like and that was before his show that was before he landed the punch that hurt his shoulder so um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I actually just sent the link to the to, to the group. But yeah, he was just saying how, you know, he felt like, you know, his ring generalship and everything else, you know, uh should have led him to the to to the victory. But um, you no, know, I just think you know, it was a it was a the 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 guy did what he was supposed to do. The young man Mark did what he was supposed to do, you know. Shout out to Gary Russell, he'll live to fight another day, you know, but I could have just do without the uh excuses. I think, you know, his ring generalship, I think it did show, but it's you got to do more. And the thing was, he would land like two or three crisp left hands, but then uh, Magaseo would land like one body shot or one left hook, and it would just really have a reaction, and mm-hmm. it would really be powerful. I think it's one of those fights where it's like um, he just wasn't active enough. Although he landed some clean punches, the punches weren't 
as uh, eye-catching as the punches that Magaseo landed. But even with that, I scored the fight a draw. I certainly don't think it's a robbery. Um, you know, perhaps there was a swing round where I gave the advantage to the champion where, because I think even when he won, it was 115-114. I mean, 115-113. So it wasn't like the judges scored it as a blowout either. So he did get credit for his mm-hmm. ring generalship. It just wasn't enough. And, and you just, it just wasn't enough to retain the title. But I thought it was a good fight. Salute to uh, Magaseo and accomplishing his dream of becoming a champion and ending the reign of the longest reigning champion in boxing, Gary Russell Jr., which was over six years. Uh, is this the start of something new? We'll find out. I just wanted to great outbox him, outclass him, outskilled him. At least, like I say, nine rounds to three, ten rounds to two. Hands down. Did y'all hear that? Yeah, we heard. No, that's that's definitely inaccurate. (laughs) The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros are comments made by Keith. Is it one time or once upon a time? We're going to find out. But Keith Time Thurman, uh, he said that his fight with Barrios is going to be a WBC title eliminator, but the details kind of seemed a little sketchy. Let's take a listen to what Keith uh, Time Thurman had to say uh, during his interview. All right. And this interview comes courtesy of Fight Hype, and you can subscribe to their page. November, you're fighting first week of February. Let's say you're victorious over Barrios. Everything goes according to plan. February 5th, Crawford doesn't have an opponent. Could that be next for Keith Thurman in the summertime if the opportunity was presented? Well, I would have to say right now it doesn't seem like it's on the list. And I'll explain why. Okay. The reason is my bad little I didn't hear. Little dead phone. I got 20% to go. We got okay, so time to talk. I'll go quickly, but so, just if you can go ahead and give me uh, your thoughts on Crawford. I love the fight. I love facing these undefeated welterweight champions. I want the belt. But it might not have been announced. You seem like you're a little unaware, but the WBC approached me for a weigh-in check. And I said, why is the WBC approaching me for a weigh-in check? I don't hold the WBC title. Mario Barrios doesn't hold the WBC title. They have no right to check my weight. Unless this fight, February 5th, is a title eliminator. Oh. Which, Which I knew there was a small possibility of being on the books. So if it hasn't been fully announced, this is my way of announcing it. They've been coming at me. If they want to stop checking my weight, you know, if they're going to do something else, they're going to do something else. But everything in boxing is done for a reason. And I know that the only reason why the WBC can request such a thing weeks prior to a fight, where's your weight, champ, is because this fight will be a 12-round title eliminator for the WBC. So whomever holds the WBC title later this year is most likely who Keith Thurman will be fighting. And I look forward to that challenge. I look forward to that opportunity. And then after that, we can talk about other champions. Okay, but so if, it, if something was happening where I do not get to forcefully make the WBC champion face Keith Thurman, then obviously with the contract, with a great fight proposal, I'd be more than open to fighting Terrence Bud Crawford. I got All right. So 
that was a mouthful from uh, Keith one time Thurman. But basically what he's saying is that the WBC is checking his weight. And so he believes it's because his fight with Berrios is going to be a title eliminator, making him the mandatory for whomever has the WBC title later on in the year. And that is who he wants to fight next. Trill Dollar Bill, what is your reaction to what Keith Thurman had to say and his reaction to the question about a fight with Terrence Crawford? Well, Keith Thurman said a lot. Um, if anything, this fight with Barrio shouldn't be no WBC title. <laughs> this is the Barrios who, who just was fighting Tank, right? Just At lost one point. Just lost the Tank. Um, and they're gonna, and he's really like pushing this title eliminated thing with Barrios. This shows you the WBC. We be crooks. Um, it shouldn't be. If anything, if he wanted to fight uh, Terrence Crawford and that be a WBC title eliminator, I could see that. You know, that would be cool. But fighting Barrios and that being, no, I'm not for that. And if anything, the, 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 the winner, if if Spence is fighting Ugas, and then after that he wants to go with Crawford, I can see that. Thurman, they need to build this way, way back up. You know what I'm saying? He's been out for a while. Build your stuff back up. You're just trying to jump right back in there, you know? Um, and that's fine. But there's another kid in April. He's going to be fighting for the IBF title eliminator. And his name is Boots. <laughs> so maybe if you're talking about, you know, wanting to fight the best, I know what he was saying. He was also, I, I watched that interview too. And, you know, he was dismissive of these young fighters, you know, saying he don't watch them and I don't know who you are <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then he was like to, went to Boots one time when he said he didn't know who he is. He said, now nah, I know who you are and I end up watching your fights and I feel like you got enough that you got to do more and, and stuff like that. You're in the position. You don't have a belt. You've been out. You're not in the position to be telling somebody else what they need to be doing. I think that that should be a good fight for you. And then if you can win that fight against Booth, then we talk about you fighting the likes of uh, uh, a Spence or somebody like that. But go in there with, after this fight, see if you can get past this fight, see what Boots do with his fight in April, and then try to make that fight happen. And then that will probably warrant the fans of you going in there with the likes of a Earl Spence or a Crawford. That's just my thought. All right, Conspiracy G. Man, I'm going to be honest. I think that what he's saying was cap. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why is because he knows people don't want to see this fight. <laughs> But if you push it as like, you know, a title eliminator, then maybe, but hey, you know what? Maybe we want to check out this fight because Thurman could possibly fight, you know, Spence or Ugas or TC or something. So it's a little different. Now it's like the fight makes sense. But if WBC hasn't announced it and I, we're only hearing it from, uh, from uh, Keith, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like this is just like a, a marketing gimmick. You know, so, but, <laughs> you know, um, Trill brought it somewhere else. I actually disagree with Trill on this one. I don't think Keith should even entertain Boots right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like to me, it's just too risky, man. So, Thurman, 
just keep doing your thing. Hopefully you get one of these guys with a belt, you know, but I'm always, and, and this is typical Thurman, but like, you know, oh, I'm not looking for these young guys. This, that. He did the same thing to Spence. And then when Spence got up, now he wants to fight Spence. Spence is like, why should I fight you? Right? That's just the game. You know what I mean? So, you know, Boots is going to get his shot. But if Thurman, man, if you do that, especially with your elbows or whatever injuries you be having, I think you're going to get body back, man. So, you know, stay healthy and, and wait for one of these champions to step up. T, T, T. Yeah. We haven't seen Thurman in, like, almost three years. If I think I agree with you. I think this is just for him to wait to sell the fight until it's announced by WBC or Mauricio, Mauricio Suleiman. Then that's when I accept it as true. But you know, this man has been gone. I I, I was excited for this fight because Barrios was holding this holding it down against Tank. But you know, I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. I I, I don't really. I just think Thurman's just trying to regain gain some. Spotlight on him because you know he don't want to flop on his car uh, uh, when this fight happens. That's all. Huh? Barrios with that tank fight was that one forty or one thirty five? Barrios is also tall for one forty. So <laughs> look, this ain't. <laughs> go ahead, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now I didn't. Just... Go ahead. No, go ahead. We was talking about the, this this card too, and I don't I don't no no disrespect to Keith Thurman, but this is not his card for me. <laughs> this, I already know what you're gonna say. Go ahead, bro. They they banking on Leo Santa Cruz. To sell this fight. <laughs> That's what they banking on. You know what I'm saying? And the uh, the Abel Romas and Josito Lopez fight. That's what they banking on. Uh, Nobody is. Uh, Leo, you say Leo's going to be in a press conference like Chisora. <laughs> Pay me more money. <laughs> Why you got these elephants? <laughs> this could be us ants. You know what I'm saying? Yo, oh, they yeah. coming to see us ants. When I know. Yeah, Leo, Santa Cruz. <laughs> Tank, Tank is calling that his leftover card. Um, <laughs> nah, you know, to be honest with you, it means absolutely nothing what Keith Thurman said to me because he's acting like the WBC isn't the same organization that designated Devin Haney the pride champion. It's like, bro, they could just easily elevate Spence and then make y'all fight for whatever belt or, you know, it's uh, who knows what the WBC. So um, I think everyone's correct in saying, like, unless the WBC announces it, it means absolutely nothing. And if you're trying to be sanctioned by the WBC, then then they should check your weight. So that's another thing I don't understand. It's like, are you paying sanctioning fees for the WBC? Then they should check your weight, bro. Like, um, I don't I don't see how that, that means they're going to make you uh, mandatory. And with that being said, it's not far-fetched. The WBC is the same organization that made Yildirim a mandatory for Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> we all know Yildirim had no business being the mandatory for Canelo. So uh, that wouldn't surprise me either. But on a different note, looking at it from a, a deeper perspective, he made this, he said this in response to them asking him, about fighting Terrence Crawford. And I don't know if you remember me saying this, but 
um, a while back, I was talking about leverage. And I was saying, like, the game is all about leverage. Like, what can you do if you don't do this, right? And Earl Spence has, you know, a plethora of fights he can have. He could fight Ugas, and now they're trying to uh, beef up Keith Thurman. And he has these names that he could fight. And if you're um, Al Heyman, you can say, well, TC, why would I let you fight Keith Thurman when I can let Earl fight him? Why would I let you fight, you know, everyone when I can when I can profit uh, in-house? And then he doesn't have a machine behind him no more. He used to have top rank, the machine behind him that would pay him enough money to support his family and overpay for him to slaughter someone like Amir Khan. Overpay for him to slaughter someone like Sean Porter because as Trill pointed out in the last segment, um, 135,000 pay-per-view buys at $70 a WAP generates around $9,400,000. And they had to pay Sean Porter and TC $10 million just to fight each other. There goes a loss right there. We're not factoring in the gate, but what was the gate? And does that, re- is that really a profit? Did it really turn a profit? So I think like, um, you have to look at it from that perspective where top rank was giving him a life force and now he's suing top rank and he's suing top rank and you have PBC, the VP saying there's no money in doing business with Crawford. Just look at his most recent fight. Just broke down the numbers. There's no money in doing business with Crawford. So what Walter Waits is he going to fight? Who's he going to fight and how much money is he going to make? Because if he's looking to make that Bob Arum money, as I pointed out before, that's a deal he's not going to find anywhere else. And so there goes this lawsuit where he's saying that, um, you know, I, I mean, uh, Bob Arum messed up his chances of signing with other promoters based on what he said. And I think that's the result of him realizing he's not going to get that pie in the sky deal that top rank gave him where they were taking major losses anymore and he wants those numbers and they're like, Hey bro, we're paying you what you generate and you generate 135,000. He doesn't like what he's hearing and he can't go run back to Bob because Bob said, Hey, I'm done taking these L's on you. And so now here, here goes this lawsuit. He gets the money from this lawsuit. Let's say hypothetically he got $10 million. He would have enough money to fund his own losses now which is a brilliant strategy. The only thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't believe, and, and we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know if he would win any money on this lawsuit. We have to wait and see. But the thing is, um, I think based on what happened with top rank, based on what's in the best interest of PBC, I don't think he's going to get these fights. And even if he gets these fights, he's not going to get what, he was getting before and he's not going to get the percentage that he thinks he deserves. So, um, you know, when Thurman says what he says, I think it may be bigger than him. I think it may be when he said, and I quote somewhat, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I don't think that's in the plans right now. (laughs) I think he's saying, yo, based on what I'm hearing, TC is not on the menu. The last topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros 
Is the lawsuit heard around the boxing world, TC's allegations, and Bob Arum's response? Uh, we're going to uh, jump to an article by the New York Post. And this article has been out for a few days, but as you know, we only do this once a week. So here's uh, the New York Post, and here's what uh, the article says. It says, the lawsuit filed in the 8th Judicial District Court in Nevada on Wednesday states, Crawford shines a spotlight on the systemic racism that runs through top rank. Top rank's complete inability to properly promote black fighters and top rank Aram and his stepson Todd DeBuff's desperate treatment of black fighters, including Crawford. So briefly, I want to touch on desperate treatment um, and give you a, a quick rundown. Desperate treatment is something that on its face looks neutral, but when you break it down, it has a discriminating effect. So, for example, if I had a job and I said the job requirement is you have to be 5'11 and able to carry 40 pounds, right? On its face, it seems like, oh, that's fine. It's neutral. It's just neutral requirement. But when you break it down, that job eliminates a lot of women because on average, height for women isn't 5'11. It's average height for men. And carrying 40 pounds, you know, can the average woman carry 40 pounds, right? And say it also may uh, um, eliminate certain types of men who come from a, a, a background or a race that may be shorter than 5'11", right? So it's going to have a desperate impact on certain types of people, although it seems like a neutral thing on its face, right? So the question becomes, is that height requirement really necessary and is carrying 40 pounds really necessary for that? So that's the whole point. He's saying that uh, Bob Arum creates an atmosphere that has a desperate impact on black fighters. So, all right. Um, Let's jump back into uh, this article. All right. So for time constraints, we're going to run through uh, some of what TC is alleging. They're saying that, for example, Bob Arum has launched a smear campaign against Terrence Crawford, painting him as unexciting, unprofitable, and that he cannot draw viewers. Uh, and then it goes on to say, in truth, top rank, a company with zero black executives and only two or three black employees refuses to admit that it simply does not care about support or know how to promote black fighters. So one argument is that they don't have black execs. And it says recently, most businesses have become sensitive to the issues of race and social justice. Top rank has not. And they cite this as a reason why. At a time when most businesses took steps to honor black lives in wake of George Floyd's murder, Top Rank actually refused to place the Black Lives Matter logo on the mats of its boxing rings. Um, and it said, instead of standing behind a fighter such as Crawford, it publicly criticized him. Top Rank's current smear campaign is deliberately aimed at punishing Crawford for possibly leaving Top Rank by making it harder for him to sign with a new boxing promoter. It says Crawford continues by claiming the suit. Tellingly, Aram has not subjected any white fighters to this kind of vicious, vengeful treatment. Clearly, Aram feels he is entitled to profit indefinitely off of Crawford and other black fighters, and he will retaliate when they dare to assert their independence. This gets into what he paid him. We already have uh, things about that. So I'm just uh, looking for Bob Aram's response real quick. And so here it says, um, Aram told the Post on Wednesday that the lawsuit is absurd. My whole career, I may have made mistakes, 
But one thing I cannot be accused of is being racist. I have promoted scores of top black boxers. We have promoted a number of pay-per-view fights for Terrence, all of which have lost money, a lot of money. Then to claim we purposely and deliberately lost money because we are racist is nonsense. It is part of what is wrong with our culture. I am flabbergasted. If he believes that I didn't do a good job, he can plead in that suit. But don't call a man a racist when he really isn't because uh, w- w- don't call a man a racist when he, when this is really your own failures. Uh, the absurdity that I would choose to lose money close to 20 million because I was a racist makes absolutely no sense. I stand by my record. Crawford cost me and my company because he had guarantees that were very, very large based on his ability, but his marketability did not measure up to his ability. And that has absolutely nothing to do with what race he is. A lot depends on the willingness of a fighter to market himself. And if you even knew about all the times we pleaded with Crawford to do this program and that media opportunity, and he refused because he was concentrating on training or whatever. Throughout boxing history, the most marketable fighters have been, whether it was Ali or Foreman or many others, all of those guys knew how to sell themselves. As promoters, we can make opportunities, but the fighters have to sell themselves. They have to be media friendly. They have to promote themselves to be successful at the box office. There's a limit we can do. We have a huge social media team. We did all we could do on Crawford's fight with Porter, but all we did on pay-per-view was 135,000 homes, and that is not because of any racism on our part. Crawford's previous fights got less than 100,000. He simply doesn't sell. With Porter, we were hoping for at least 250,000 or even 400,000 views, but people weren't interested in buying it. We lost a barrel of money. Of Crawford's ambition to meet Spence in the ring, Aaron revealed that it hasn't happened because both boxers are demanding 9 to 10 million to fight. It is untrue that we didn't work hard to secure that. It is a very attractive fight. But Spence wants a lot of money for the fight, and so does Terrence. And who is going to put up that money? Nine or ten million apiece. And how are you going to make that money back? He added, the problem is mounting piracy on pay-per-view, but the outstanding fact is that Terrence's numbers on pay-per-view have been dreadful because of his failure to market himself. So those are uh, some of what TC had to say, some of what Aram had to say. TC saying... The man builds an environment that breeds racism, desperate treatment. His systems have a negative impact on black fighters. He's saying that um, even around the Black Lives Matter time, he refused to put Black Lives Matter in the ring. He doesn't have any black executives. He has no idea how to market black fighters. Aram saying what we've been saying, you're not mar- you're not selling. You want too much money. I've lost money on you. Trill dollar bill. What's your reaction to TC's allegations and Aaron's response? I stand on what I said before. You know, um, I need I need more. Like I really need I need more to say. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm TC. You have all the skill in the world. I just said you wasn't marketable, and you don't market yourself. And then we was talking about the numbers and stuff like that. Um, that part is is on you. 
You want to call out racism? Your little brother is still over there, and they're making a big fight with trying to make a big fight with Oscar Valdez. Your little brother, Shakur Stevenson, is still over there. You know what I'm saying? I always said this about top What's name, uh, K Davis. I can't. Davis yeah. is over there. I mean, Dave Davis is over there. There's a ton of other kids. Big uh, Baby Miller. Baby, I mean, Big, Big Baby Anderson is over there. Big Baby's over there. You know, there's a lot of young. That's how I always said about top rank. These are the, these are the. That's the type of uh uh, uh top rank can get you. They they're the type to to get you to the to a certain point, and then from there you got to go and do your own thing. That's what I always said about top rank. They're good at making you, you know what I'm saying, a star or putting you in position to be a star. But then you have to take it like Oscar De La Hoya, like Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? They started off with these companies and then they had to, you know, they got them the recognition, the names, the fights and certain stuff. And then when they got to a certain level, they had to leave. That's what happens with top rank. Um, Racism, I, I don't, I can't, I can't. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I, I done seen top rank lose money. And this is what it comes down to. Business, baby. It's just business. Like I did the numbers before. I, I was actually wrong. I said it was uh, 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 130,000 uh, pay-per-view buys, which came out to uh, nine uh, 9.1 million. But it was, uh, my brother's correcting me, it was 135K that he made. Which still only comes to you uh, incorrect, brother. You just put yeah. the wrong number. Yeah. You just had the wrong number. You were correct for the number you used. Yeah, I had, yeah. It was a uh, nine million four hundred and fifty thousand. Right, that's what it comes out to. Right, still doesn't equal the amount of money. So Bob is right on what he's saying that he's losing money. He has lost money. He's not throwing shade on him. He's not throwing shade on his name. He's speaking facts. He's saying, look, I done promoted your fights. I done did this, that, and the third. What more do you want? I done asked you to do certain media opportunities to help push your fights, help you get well-known. You just said no. You know, I even tried to get you to dispense fight because you said you wanted to dispense fight and live in front of everybody. You look made me look stupid and said, no, you wanted Pacquiao. This is all that we done. We seen that with our own eyes. Now we've seen that this man, and we're seeing the numbers. He's he's not in the business. I said this a long time too. They're not these promoters are not in the business of losing money. They want to make some money too. That's the business as a promoter. You promote this fight, and hopefully you get some money too. These guys is losing money promoting him. That's all it is. It's business. And, and it just takes me off because when real racism happens, but this, this right here, just, just to me, I'm just going to end it right here. To me, all it is, is business, baby. It's business. In TC, you're a great fighter, but you've been bad for business. Because all the people that admire your skills, a lot of them are not paying for your pay-per-views. They're watching your fight later or they're watching the highlights and they're commenting and saying how much they marvel at your talents, but they're not really buying your fights. And that's why top rank is losing money. And that's why you can't get the money that you want to fight certain people because it's not there. Basically, what it comes to is down to business. That's how I say it. Yeah, I think both gentlemen, uh, are wrong on a couple of things. Um, 
Now, I don't know if uh, necessarily that TC is the one that is that has mentioned the BLM thing in the ring. You know, I don't know if that's his like his team. No, it's his, it's his, his attorney, his team. Oh, okay. But even still, I think that's Bob's going to get around that so easy. Um, like, for example, uh, several businesses chose not to talk about BLM because of the actual organization. You know, some people may look at it as a hashtag. Other people look at it as a political organization. And I, me personally, I heard two of the three founders say they believe in abolishing police. Top rank can't afford to be aligned with an organization that says abolish police when they have to hire police for all their venues. You know, it just doesn't make sense because then the police can say, we don't want to work at venues. Then what does Bob do? You know, so you're forcing people to uh, join a political stance that they may not fully agree with. So I, I think that'll be easy for for uh, top rank to get that like dismissed, whatever. However, with Bob messed up when he said, uh, you know, it's your own failures, right? To TC, that makes no sense because you're the promoter, right? Marketability, you are in charge of his marketability, and the difference between a Bob and an Eddie Hearn is Eddie's out there pushing his fighters, you know, like. He's out there pushing AJ. He's out there pushing um, Dillian White. I don't see Bob doing that with his fighters, right? Now, to go ahead, Joe. Both right, you right, right, like, like we said, TC, we done heard this plenty of times before. Mm-hmm. TC refuses to do certain media obligational stuff. Mm-hmm. He said he doesn't want to do it. Yes, Eddie Hearn, we see Eddie Hearn going hard and talking hard for his fighters. We even heard Bob talking crazy about Crawford, telling he can beat guys, two guys in the same night. He went hard for, for Crawford, but it used only so much. And they put the mic in Crawford's face, and he undid all the hype job that uh, – No, no, hold on, hold on. I'm, and that we I, see I hope that, I misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying TC's doing a great job at promoting himself. Oh, hold on, hold on. Saying, so. I had I had my crooked finger up too. I'm giving the floor back to you, brother. But AJ promotes himself. Canelo mm-hmm. Alvarez promotes himself. I seen Canelo Alvarez doing a promotion the other day uh, on um, a Spanish network where he's doing VR, fighting on VR, and they're watching him. And all these guys promote themselves. I I vividly recall an interview. This is live TV on like a sports show. TC showed up and was playing video games, doing the interview, looking at the TV. You're laughing. That's ignorant. It's, it's I want to say it's, he's, 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 he's sitting there looking in, and they're talking to him. And he just seems more into the game than interviewing. And they, they, they shut down the interview super quick. Now, that's Bob's fault? No. But what I'm saying is. Uh, a promoter, right? His job is to market the fighter and the fights, and you know the, the 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 entire event. So, and this is where I'm like, the only argument I can see TC having is the fact that he said there's no black executives, because then the argument could be they don't know how to market African American fighters, you know. And so it seems like that's that he did say that. That seems yeah, like that's, that's the only of, thing where I'm like, I could kind of see. Where where TC's uh, going at, but again, that's going to be difficult to prove racism. But nonetheless, a company like Top Rank should have black executives, especially seeing all the black fighters that they do have, right? Because I'm I'm I don't know. I gotta look this up. But I need to know if they have any Latino executives, right? 
because I'm pretty sure if you want to get into that uh, the Latin market, you might want to have some executives to show you the ropes, you know? And so if you're going to do that for that market, you might want to do the same thing for the black market, right? So maybe they just don't know how to promote TC the right way. So you might need some assistance, right? You might want to reach out to some black executives. Who knows? I'm not saying it has to be that way, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Because, you know, on the other side, PPC does a good job marketing their black athletes, right? They're black fighters. So it's just something to consider. But that's the only argument that I can see as of right now for TC. Go ahead. You just brought up uh, PBC. Great point. What if, using your argument, I say they only know how to market black fighters. I've seen PBC take a guy like uh, Jose Cito Lopez and feed him to everyone so that he can get beat up on, but they never really put him in a fight where I feel like he had a, a fair chance to win. I've seen them take, um, what's his name, the other guy, Adrian Granados, feed him to a bunch of black fighters, right? And I never really thought he had a chance to win, and they never, yeah, he's making money, but they're, they're making this guy fight at 140, buff him up. Bring him 147. Buff him up. Let him fight out 154. I could keep going. There's, a, there's numerous fighters like that with PBC. Even if you look at PBC, they made Leo Santa Cruz go up and wait to fight Tank and get slaughtered, right? And then they just fed Barrios. So, like, what? So, so then Mexican fighters should just all, could they agree to sign a PBC now? Uh, all the Mexican fighters now should just make a lawsuit against PBC and say that they're racist against Hispanic fighters, right? Using. But well, using well, that logic, if they could prove it, I'm not too sure if they can make the argument about Hispanic fighters, maybe Mexican fighters. You know, like I, I think PBC did pretty good with Danny Garcia. You know what I'm saying? Danny Garcia again lost to the black fighters. <laughs> you see what I mean? Sometimes okay. it just is. Mean, he was the same guy who said when he was signed to Golden Boy, Golden Boy uh, refused to promote well for Puerto Rican fighters. They did everything they can for Mexican fighters. That's why he left Golden Boy for for PBC. I know you're not saying you agree with it. I'm just bringing up points. Like yeah, I, I know, like that's not your argument. I'm just yeah. saying, like to to bring home the point that this is happening across the board. Everywhere. Exactly. So pretty much, what I'm saying is essentially that's difficult to prove, anyways. Like you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, PBC can say, "Well, we make these Mexican fighters millions of dollars." You know, so I'm like, they're giving you the bag. So it is what it is. Unless you're like, "Oh, well, you should give me easier fights." Which I don't know what judge is gonna be like. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So it just again, you signed that fight. Did you agree to that fight? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> TC, good luck. But I will say this: after reading this, I understand why my man's uh, suing. Because, oh man, listen. And with the previous segment that we had about the 135k pay per view buys, yeah, it's looking like my man's just not marketable, right? And so now. You try to go to PBC, they hit you with low numbers. And he's like, yo, but at ESPN, I was making this. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cute, but bro. We need numbers. We see your supporter numbers, dog. So I feel bad for TC, man, but I think this is the only thing that he could do to at least, you know, try to recruit some form of money because it's looking like his career is on a, on a slippery slope, you know, and, it shouldn't be like that, but again, my man struggles to promote himself. You know, he doesn't generate the the numbers that he should, and now he's a free agent, so he's not backed by a powerhouse like Bob Arum and Top Rank. So, so I don't know what he could do to to really garner the, the the type of money that he was making before. The only way is if 
he gets the big, big name fights like the Spence fight. But again, it's looking like the Spence fight, there's no money in it. So at least unless TC takes a pay cut, then he gets that fight and then he, he shocks the world and proves like, yeah, I'm the best welterweight. And he like, I don't know if it knocks, let's say he knocks out Spence, then he's back. But as of right now, it seems like both parties don't even want to entertain this fight because they're like, oh, there's no money in it. So then it's like, who can TC fight that will garner money? And so it's real difficult for TC. So I, I think he's desperate right now. So he's like, yo, you know what? I'm just going to sue Bob because what other options does he have? Sounds like you're saying 60-40 was a damn good offer from Earl Spence. Oh, no, big fact. I'm, you know me, man. I've been admitted that. So. I'm, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm not saying that you're saying, I'm just, yeah. all right, TVE. Man, it's just crazy at this point, man. It just <clears throat> for me, I always feel like this. This right here, all this going on with TC and Barbera is unnecessary. Even now that they split, it's just it's just it's too much going on. And TC, you you making all these allegations. You're saying they didn't want to put BLM. And it's, it's very controversial when you know, yeah, 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 too when there's so, so much politics involved. But for me. TC is not marketable at all, and he's thirty-four years old. He's missed out on so many opportunities. He's um, you don't, you don't, you don't show. You don't. You're not really active when you're on social media. You're not really active. You'll post a tweet. You'll say something, and it is is very like it's very blunt, or it's not. It's nothing like entertaining. And also, TC. It's like you, you're not charismatic as these other fighters. You need, I don't know, you you just don't got it, bro. You don't got it. You got the skills. Yo, he is when he's just kicking it. Yeah. When he's just kicking it, he is. That's the that's the crazy thing. He has all the tools. He just don't. He use. don't show it yeah. when it's time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like, it's, it's just, what else do you want from the man? Like, I, honestly, when we looked at the numbers, it's just like, damn. After 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 all of that, and this is what you, you this is what you brought back to this is what they 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 didn't even get a return on it on you. You was a failed investment. <laughs> like you should be real humbled at this moment. You shouldn't be out here adding more fire. You, you, you're looking like a red flag to everybody else. I don't know who would want to touch you with a ten foot pole now when you're doing all of this and you're not even marketable. You're not even they, you're not even lucrative in right now for for big fights like Spence. Spence offered you 60 40 and you turned around and said you want it. You you want it. You want it 60, he gets 40. You're not taking less than whatever. You 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 want the big big portion of the cut. And yet you're, you're honestly you're not worth it. You're not worth it. And I you know, I, I wanted to see it, but I thought so. So I was I just did look at the numbers earlier when we was arguing and everything. So the numbers, I was like the audacity this man, you know, like you guys <laughs> believed in you. <laughs> ESPN believed in you, and you turned around and robbed them. You know that it's insane, but you. It's the, no, it's it's hilarious though, because when you you're saying it, it's like, wow, yeah. Like, and you resigned to the bigot, yeah. You and you resigned, re, and you resigned to the bigot, and and if anything, you should be suing Bob for being del- making you delusional. And true, he he resigned to the guy he's alleging is a bigot over the place that had black executives everywhere. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. You resigned with the guy that just called him a bigot. You know what I'm saying? You should be suing Bob for making you delusional, making you think that you (laughs) were worth more. You are making jokes. I agree with Trill on this one, man. Yo, good luck, TC, bro. Good luck with that court case. You know what I mean? Cheers, man. 
Uh, at the end of the day, this is this is just too much, LTC. You really need to like, I don't know, humble yourself, because what you're doing right now is really over the top. And no, like I said earlier, numbers lie. Uh, men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie, man. Numbers you provided for the for ESPN is ridiculous, man. They should have dropped you like a bad habit. He dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like he may be uh, having uh, some regrets. I, my man, uh, New Year, New G has to dip out. So, uh, all right, G, you uh, take uh, care. Out to G, homie. Hold on, wait a minute. How can I do that though? Oh man, it's cool. Let's just rock out. Go ahead, Kaden. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right, hey, look, I'll try to, I'll try to uh, make this as quick as I can. But um, shoot, not nah, feel like I'm under the gun. All right, look, hey, I'll say this. Look, respectfully, if you're not from the USA, like, how can you speak on racism from the USA? And I'm just saying that because I hear like a lot of channels talking about the USA and racism in the USA. Yeah, that's cool. But it's not everything isn't racism. And it's not like everything that happens is racism. And so you have to make it about what it actually is. And so when he says it's from uh, desperate treatment, right, he's saying that their policies uh, and the way that they do things uh, creates an atmosphere where black fighters can't be successful. You know, it may seem neutral on its face, but when you break down their policies, it really has disparate impact on black fighters and Hispanic fighters. Based on what he said, because he's saying people of color and black fighters, right? The only issue with that. Is I've watched Bob Arum make Oscar De La Hoya a superstar, make Floyd Mayweather a superstar, make Miguel Cotto a superstar, uh, make Manny Pacquiao, make TC number one pound for pound on ESPN rankings. He did that. ESPN was fighting. You can't name no one ES- that that uh, TC beat without going to Google and and, and box rec. Okay. And even if you can name the people they beat, you can't name me two people that, that the people that TC beat actually beat. You can't do it. You can't name to me the people that TC beat that are still active right now. Stop it, man. Stop it. Y'all sitting here. Bob Arum got that guy ranked number one by ESPN. Every time ESPN talk, I see uh Kriegel. Or not Kriegel, whatever. Maybe it is Kriegel. I don't know. I see all the ESPN shields bigging up Crawford, bigging up Crawford. All they do is eat the Crawford sandwich. Crawford, Crawford could be Crawford could be Ray Robinson. Oh, Crawford, the PBC guys are running. Oh, Crawford, Crawford, Crawford. That's all I see stuff. Max Kellerman, Crawford, 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 Crawford. ESPN got Crawford on a 24-hour cycle trying to promote him. You know who I don't see promoting Crawford? Crawford. Facts. I see everyone promoting Crawford. I watch the late night show. I don't see Crawford. I watch uh, all the sports shows. I don't see Crawford. Don't see Crawford at all. Every time I see Bob Arum, though, he's mentioning Crawford. He's saying Crawford is the best. He's saying Crawford would beat Spence. He's saying that Spence is running. Y'all are so delusional. You don't realize the only reason you're riding Crawford's sack is because of Arum. 
He made you think he's number one pound for pound. He made you think that Spence was running from TC. Oh, that, that, yeah, Spence was running from TC. He made you think all those things. He's the one. And now that, that, that this is happening, he's telling you the truth. You know why the fight's not happening? You want to know why the fight's not happening? Spence won 10 million. He won 10 million. Where the hell's the money to pay for that? That's the real reason why the fight didn't happen. Wasn't no Spence running. Crawford doesn't generate. And Spence can do business with his own fighters on PBC that is profitable. As opposed to making a big fight that nobody's going to, that that's not going to generate any money for PBC. It's not going to generate any money for ESPN, but we get the fight we want. But at the end of the day, it's the fight business, not fighting. So that's one thing. Now let's talk about this real quick. He said they don't have any black executives. That's fine. But now you have to show that there were black executives that were qualified for the position or more qualified than the executives that they hired in the position. And they didn't get the job strictly because of their race. You understand that now? Let me break it back, slow it down and rewind it for you real quick. He has to prove one. There were black executives that were qualified for the job. And two, that the peer, the person who was hired over them wasn't more qualified than them. Right. And then three, they have to show that the reason why they didn't get the job would have been because of their race. A lot of these record labels would be out of business if that was the case. So <laughs> all I'm trying to say to you is. All these things sound good. What does Black Lives Matter being in a ring have to do with Terrence Crawford? What in the bleeping world does it have to do? Let me ask you a question. Is it not possible that Bob Arum did right by TC and, and decided the Black Lives Matter movement is something I don't want in my ring because, as G pointed out, it stands for more than just supporting Black Lives it means defunding police. They also have other agendas that they loop into Black Lives Matter that maybe you should look it up so you can understand it's not really just about Black Lives. They push a lot of other things within that organization. And and so to not put a Black Lives Matter uh, stamp in your ring doesn't mean you don't support Black Lives. Hell, I got a track record of history. I got a team of young lawyers of color that are coming up that you that that I'm telling you is a dream team right now. I don't drive around with a Black Lives Matter sticker in my car. I don't walk around with a Black Lives Matter sticker on my chest. But everything I do in my life is to support black lives because I'm speaking the truth about a situation with TC right now. Does that mean I'm not a part of the movement? Does that does that mean I don't live my my life every day as a black man? I read somewhere in, in the comment section in that there are no lawyers on the screen. Hi. Hello. When I walk into the courtroom every day, judges, lawyers, people see me, a black man, in a position that they must respect. I don't deviate from that. At the same time, when you're in that position, you have a responsibility to be impartial. When you're a judge, you have a responsibility to be impartial. You have to look at this situation from a neutral standpoint. 
And G, I know you gotta go, so I'm just wrapping up like this. But I, but I have more. But I, I want to get my man G. Keep phone going. I'm sorry. Did was TC underpaid? The answer is a hell no. He had very large guaranteed purses. Bob Arum said it. Is that true or false? True. But Bob Arum took losses on that purses because TC was not a draw. Is that true or false? True. Bob Arum couldn't make the fight with Earl Spence because TC wanted more money. You hear him in the video saying he wanted more money. Is that true or false? True. Like you gotta when you when you want to sit there and you want to get a guy for racism and you want to do this, that's all fine and dandy, but it has to match up. Like I told you before, Donald Sterling, racist. John Gruden, racist emails, homophobic emails, misogynistic misogynistic emails. Get him. Tesla, a hostile workplace environment. Do y'all know what happened in Tesla? Here's what happened. It was a black employee. And people were telling him, go back to Africa. They would say statements to him based on his race. He reported it. To he reported they did nothing. That's a racist work environment. That's, that's what it is. That's the smoking gun I'm telling you about. Where is that for TC? Donald Sterling Scott saying these things on audio. You can't take every racist thing that's happened in society and then say Bob Aaron's mistreating me because of the color of my skin. I can't mention Emmett Till and then be like, because of what America did to Emmett Till, that's why Bob Aaron's racist. What are you doing? Racism exists, but it doesn't make everything racist. You understand? And when you sit there and try to make everything about racism, you sit here and try to tie in every racist thing happening in society and then slap in TC situation to try to make it seem like it's the same thing, but it's not. People dying because of gun violence isn't TC. George Floyd dying because a cop kneeled on his neck for, I think, like eight minutes and 20 seconds has nothing to do with TC not getting the fights that he wants. Get the hell out of here. It's actually disrespect to the to the community when you do that crap. Police shooting unarmed black people and you trying to lump that in with TC not getting the purse he wants. Not getting the patches he wants in a ring. Still got the highest guaranteed money of anyone else in his division, though. Still rank pound for pound over every other Walter way in the world. That's what Bob Aaron controls. He can't make people like you. Bob can't make people like you. People have to like you. And most people don't care about you. And that's the fact. If you remove TC from boxing today, I wouldn't give a damn. In fact, I'd be relieved because finally that belt can actually go to someone who's going to unify. Humble thyself. Because you done burned bridges with Bob, you done burnt all these bridges, and now nobody wants to sign you. And, and just to rewind the tapes, I said that would happen. Remember I said, well, what's going to happen when he goes, oh, people were like, oh, he's going to sign what Eddie Hearns going to sign this? Nah, bro, not with the money he was making. He would have been better off going back to Bob saying, what's your plan? Let's do this. Let's restructure. Please just give me that fight. 
the truth of the matter is TC's never going to make the money he thinks he deserves until he until he fights Earl Spence and beats Earl Spence and becomes undisputed. And if he never does that, he's going to be that same guy running around here mad talking about what I could have been. I'm going to end it like this. Still, based on what I heard, it's going to be a very difficult uphill battle for TC to prove desperate treatment, disparate treatment, for him to prove disparate treatment and to prove that uh, Bob Arum made decisions about his career based on racial bias. Cause like Bob Arum said, why would I intentionally lose over $20 million because I'm racist? <laughs> yeah. It was some good boxing talk today, man. Thank you. Um, Please like and subscribe. Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. That's still New Year, New G. That's happy TBE. Happy birthday to the TBE. That's my brother, Caden. I'm the People's Champ, the Commissioner. And we are the Boxing Bros. Thank you for rocking with us once again.